Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Thomas Warwick and today I'll be talking to you about why enzymes have optimum temperatures. What is the optimal temperature for enzymes? We use enzymes in the lab for a whole range of reasons. These can span from restriction enzymes for cloning DNA to polymerases for amplifying DNA. Enzymes from E. coli or warm-blooded animals tend to have an optimum temperature of around 37 degrees centigrade, whereas those from thermal vent bacteria have much higher optimal temperatures. This makes sense when you consider the common temperatures experienced by each. Warm-blooded animals have core temperatures of about 37 degrees, while bacteria living in thermal vents experience regular temperatures that far exceed this. However, it might not be so obvious why enzymes have the best catalytic activity within such narrow yet varied temperature ranges. Here's why. Chemists have a rule of thumb. At a 10 degrees centigrade increase in reaction temperature gives a doubling of the reaction rate. This rule is loosely derived from the Arrhenius equation. As the temperature increases, so does the kinetic energy of the reactants. This increased kinetic energy means that the reactants are more likely to collide with enough energy to allow the reaction to occur. So, the higher the temperature, the higher the reaction rate. As temperature increases, the rate of the increased reaction follows the Arrhenius equation. The higher the temperature, the maximum activity of the enzyme. If the enzyme was completely stable, even at higher temperatures, the reaction rate would continue to increase with temperature until something else happened, like one of the reactants evaporated. At a given temperature, the reaction rate begins to plateau, and then falls. This is due to the temperature approaching the point at which the enzyme begins to undergo thermal denaturation, and therefore the protein structure is damaged, causing the enzyme to lose activity. At even higher temperatures, the enzyme is fully denatured, and no activity remains. For an illustration of this process, and how it obeys the Arrhenius equation, check out the corresponding article. The temperature at which full denaturation occurs depends on the structure of the enzyme, which in turn is related to its evolutionary origin. Thus, E. coli enzymes have evolved to cope with temperatures of around 37 degrees centigrade. In contrast, enzymes from thermal vent bacteria have been forced to evolve so that they can remain stable at 90 degrees or more. Therefore, an enzyme's optimal temperature is a trade-off between the Arrhenius-type dependence on temperature, the hotter the reaction, the faster the rate, and the instability of the enzyme as it approaches and then reaches its denaturation temperature. So why should you care about the optimum temperature for enzymes? This theoretical chemistry is all well and good, but why, as a lab-based biologist, should you worry about optimum temperatures? To put it simply, and rather dramatically, caring about the optimum temperature of the enzymes you use in the lab could be the difference between experimental success and experimental failure. Here are some enzymes and their optimal temperatures. TAC polymerase, 75 to 80 degrees centigrade. DNA ligase, 25 degrees centigrade. Proteases, 37 degrees centigrade. And restriction enzymes, also 37 degrees centigrade. Sometimes the temperature of your experiment is a trade-off between two competing considerations. So knowing the penalty from straying away from optimum enzyme temperatures is an important caveat to your results. Similarly, always check the manufacturer's guide for the optimum temperature for your particular enzyme. If not, and you accidentally use too high a temperature, you risk denaturing the enzymes and losing their desired activity. For example, if you incubate DNA ligase enzyme with your cloning fragments at a higher temperature than optimum, no correct ligation products for you. 
Alternatively, if you run a PCR with TAC polymerase at a temperature below the optimum, you won't get the maximum possible activity out of your enzyme. This could result in low yields of PCR product. Here's what we've discussed in a quick summary. The optimum working temperature of an enzyme is because of the interplay between chemistry, where higher temperatures equal faster reactions, and biology, where proteins become denatured at certain temperatures. So that's it for why enzymes have optimum temperatures. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your benchside. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.